You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, it's very rare that I actually post something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I usually double, du- you know, think about that twice and I don't actually end up You're doing like, oh it. no, this is too sweet. This yeah. is something, this is I know. too nice. It was actually something sweet that I posted. And so, you know, I went through with it. Of course, within five minutes, there was al- already a reference to uh, Thick Ass Judy and Juggalos, of you know, course. on top of it. So I was like, well, yeah, no, that sounds about right. I'm not allowed to post these things. But then after I went back a couple hour- hours uh, later and read it, I realized it was totally a Ray Summers kind of post. Who's Ray Summers? It was a Ray Ray Summers. Summer, Summers at large. You don't know that? No. Oh, I'm is gonna have to like explain a that. Thing? I could totally be the new Ray Summers, though. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Um, I do want to say this: we've got a wonderful sponsor. In addition to Amazon, sir, funemploymentradio.com slash shop. Now, shopping, you know, you want to go online, you want to buy some cool things, you know, you want to be the the hip kid on the block. You know where the hip kids go, Sarah? They go to Think I don't know. Geek. I feel uncomfortable with you telling me where go, the hip kids go. You go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop, and uh, that is where you can click on the Think Geek link. Okay. A lot of the people like the- Geek link. A lot of people like the geek, the, the geek thinking. Uh, no, actually, they have some really sweet stuff. Basically, it's a store full of things that you want to own that you never thought people actually made. Well, they, they it's been made. And you could buy it. Oh, I know. Think Geek is magical. It is. It is really wonderful. So go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop. We've got a whole list of wonderful online stores there. You can buy such things, though, from Think Geek, if you click on that link right there, as an R2-D2 architectural desk lamp. An R2-D2 architectural desk lamp. Yes, indeed. Okay. You can do that. You can buy a Star Wars Death Star waffle maker. Now, is it all Star Wars stuff? It is not all Star Wars stuff. Okay. No, there's much more than just Star Wars stuff, but I'm saying these are some of the things you can buy by going to funemploymentradio.com slash shop and clicking on the Think Geek link. All right. So you don't know what Ray Summers is? I have no idea what Ray I Summers is. I thought I had talked about this before. Maybe not. Okay. Okay. Here is uh, Ray Summers was a reporter here out of Portland. So I watched him when I was a kid because we got Portland television. And so... Was he like the guy, um, Ramblin' Rod? Not Ramblin' Rod, no. No, okay. he was not Ramblin' Rod. He was on actual I was your Ramblin' Rod reference, so I'm, I'm very familiar with Ramblin' Rod. Uh, there's people in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. It looks like he was on coin, and I think that's right. I believe he was on coin. And so what he would do, though, he did these like little slice-of-life exposés so it'd be Ray Summers and he'd go out to like some little town for their like 4th of July parade or something like that. And he'd find some and he'd kind of talk like this, like, Ray, I went down to Molala for their 4th of July parade and we walked the streets. Wait, n- it was a hot day. Are you sure you're not and just it- imagining this like this isn't the voice inside of your head? No, no. This was an like, actual this was guy. This a real thing? Ray Summers, Summers at Large. That was his segment. It's called Summers at Large. You know, and he'd go to these different places and he'd find like one person. Like, was he like Pepperidge Farm come to life, but in like Oregon form? Kind of, kind of like that. Like that example, you know, he'd be like, I'm walking down Main Street on a hot day. Most people take the day off except for Mrs. Withersby. She's there baking her famous pecan pies like she does every Sunday. All the children line up to get themselves a slice. Mrs. Withersby, you know, and then he would do that. He would do it like focus on something like that. And so 
that you never had anything like this? Yeah. No. This would be a good music for it. I don't think so. I mean, we didn't have anything. Well, I guess since I grew up so many places growing up as a, you know, in a Navy family, we didn't really, I didn't really have an established childhood in any one particular area. Well, I mean, it, I don't know if Seattle television would have had something like that. Like maybe they would have had it. Maybe not. Maybe this was just a Portland thing. I really don't know. I mean, we had uh, Tim Noah, who I've talked about before, but he wasn't like a news reporter. He was more of like a, he was a musician. He would sing wonderful songs to all the children in all of the land. Um. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't remember that. We didn't have anything like that. Not that I remember. I mean, the only clip I could find of him just to demonstrate it. So this was on, you know, local news. Uh, here's, here's one. This is from... The good old days. It's a really bad recording, but it's all I could find on YouTube. Oh, yeah, here we go. Then once they're successful, they dream about the good old days. Ray Summers and photographer Harold England met a fellow who's just getting started. I, I wish that I could start out at the top, but it just doesn't work out that way. <laughs> David Goff had an idea, not much money. Which means part of the day he works in manufacturing. If I had the money, I would have a real girlfriend. <laughs> In truth, he is the entire manufacturing department at Off the Wall Signs and the entire sales staff. And the entire sales staff. So is that him talking? That was him talking, okay. yeah. That was him sitting up. That's the best clip I could find because there are no other clips, apparently, of Ray Summers, Summers at Large anywhere else out there. But yeah, that's the kind of things he would so do. So Summers at Large, was he like the like the guy on the street, like going and finding kind things of, happening? Kind of, like the man on the street, yeah. But more like, you know, slice of life stories. Okay. Like old-timey stories. Like this guy, this is a guy who started up his own sign company, and he makes his signs there every day. You know, and that's, that's what that one was about. And then he sadly speculated about why he didn't have a girlfriend. Mm, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did hear him say that. Yeah, he does slide in his, his own little commentary in there. So, yeah, Ray Summers, Summers at Large. And that's, that's why when I posted what I was talking about yesterday, I realized I could probably go do that. So here's what, here's what I posted, though. This actually was something that I thought was cool. Until, you know, within five minutes, Juggalo comments started streaming in. And by the way, Sheldon, I am not mad at you about that. Um, there was, so I went for a run yesterday and I ran through what's what's uh, colloquially known as the Felony Flats here, okay. in, here in Portland. Sure. It's where, there, where there's a lot of crime. And I live right next to it. So I ran through it. And it's also one of those areas where the streets, a lot of the streets, you know, people picture Portland and they see Portlandia and all the new apartment buildings that are going in. There really is still like old Portland. Like finished and like everything has like beautiful trees and every house is kitschy. Yeah, that's not uh, how all of Portland is. Oh, Portland's still a shithole in so many ways. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and so I was running through this section and there's there's a bunch of streets out there that are just completely unfinished, like not even gravel roads, just like dirt, weird. Oh yeah. Streets. They're horrible roads. Like they, like you're on a road and you mm -hmm. think it continues on, and then all of a sudden the road stops. It's just kind of like gravel and mud with giant holes in it, uh -huh. and it's still a saying that you're still on the same street when you're clearly not. It's just an unfinished, like street in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's people speculating on where Felony Flats starts in Portland, um, east of Cesar Chavez. No, it's it's not there. It doesn't start until um, I would say. Nowadays, it's 60th. It's about 60th is when it really starts. There's still I thought some felony flats was past 82nd. No, 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 no. It's still, it's still back in. It always used to be 50th. Okay, well, that I was don't always think the demarcation zone. Okay, I will give you 72nd. No, you don't run through some of the areas that I've 
I, I, I dispute that. There, now, there's pockets. It's starting to change. But there's still some good, solid felony flats-ish behavior going on after 60th. Not on the main roads, but on the side roads. Okay. It's, I run by it. It's, it's good, great people watching. But anyway, so this is part of what this one is, is it, this road that it's just pure dirt, but it's been so worn down over the years that it actually dips down probably two or three feet once you go down this little alleyway road connection. And it's so deep that rainwater collects there and it turns it into a pond. It's legitimately a small pond. Mm-hmm. And it stays like that all winter long. So much so that now... Wait, is it, a, is it a, like you say legitimately a small pond? Do you mean it's a giant pothole that has since turned into a pond? That is exactly what I mean. Okay. Yes. It is a pothole that is so huge, it's a, it's a pond. and I mean, it's like a block long. Like, that's how big wow. this thing is. So big that now ducks are hanging out there. So I, I saw these ducks there a couple of weeks ago when I, wrote, when I ran by. I was like, okay, that's strange. There's ducks sitting in the middle of the road that nobody can drive through because it's a giant uh, pond. And I saw them again yesterday when I was running back and there was this old lady out there who was standing next to the ducks and she was like throwing down, it looked like she was throwing down seed for to feed them on the side of this giant mud puddle. And so I stopped and I was watching them and I was looking at the ducks and then she just started talking to me. And and so I was, I was like asking her about them. She's like, oh, yeah, they're here every day. I come out and feed them in the morning, and then I feed them in the evening. And then she just started talking. And there Wait, was nothing were you I in the could... Felony Flats area then? Yeah. Okay, so how far? No, no, but how far out? I want to try and get a gauge as to like how scary of a neighborhood um, this was. Close to 82nd. So pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was getting close to 82nd. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm standing there, and I'm, I'm talking to this old lady, and... Well, mostly I'm just listening to her, but she she starts going on about how she feeds these kids, and she was actually hilarious, or feeds these ducks, excuse me, and she was actually hilarious because she started talking about how there's kids that come around, and she sits on a porch right next to this pond, and you can't. She's like, "Yep," and I sit up there, and they can't really see me. And when the kids come over there, I yell at them from my porch, and I say some words, and like I'm, and I wrote, even wrote in here, I'm paraphrasing, but basically she said, you know. If they could read my lips, you would not want to repeat what I said. Oh, but boy. They, but they learn their lesson, and she scares all the little kids off from chasing the ducks. And and then she also brought up over the fact that uh, of a typical felony flats issue. She's like, yeah, and then there's these adult men who are over here with their uh, remote-controlled cars and their four-wheelers riding around. And I'm like, oh, actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's that's classic. Wait, so method. do they have do they have like remote control cars, or are they riding around on the four wheels? No, both of those things oh. because it's classic meth head behavior, and that is exactly what I dealt with with my meth head neighbors. They always had their remote control cars running them down the street, and then they have their little four wheelers and their go karts, their homemade lawnmower machines mm. that they would ride around. So I'm like, I understand you, lady. You have you're dealing with some meth heads, and we both talked about how we want to throw rocks at them, and so and, you and Judy, yeah, me and Judy did. Yeah, her name's Judy. And so Judy and I talked about that. And hey, you want to throw rocks at other adults? At the meth heads, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we both wanted to throw rocks at the meth heads. Are you sure that Judy isn't your soulmate? I, I don't know. Judy and I really got along pretty well. I mean, you have always gotten along with older ladies. It's true. I mean, mm. she, was, she was feeding the ducks her homemade 12-grain bread that she makes. Don't feed them white bread because there's something in the white bread that'll make the ducks sick. You got to feed them the, the, the wheat kind or whatever kind she makes. And so, yeah, then she, she feeds the ducks her... Uh, her bread and she wants to throw rocks at meth heads and she yells at the kids. And I was like, Judy, you're all right. And so, so then I went on my way, but that's, that's the kind of thing though. I could turn that into my own, like, like nibbler at large or something like that. 
Wait, so do you want to walk around and like interview people like Judy? Yeah, I guess so. I want to kind of make it a Summers at Large thing, only only turn it into- Nibblers at Large? Yeah, Nibblers. I don't know if Nibblers at Large. That'd be kind of weird. Nibbler at Large. No, that sounds like I'm being arrested or like I'm. I'm well, I mean, if you were going me. to be talking to, you know, to Judy and asking her about the ducks, like, what would be your first question? Well, I already did ask her about the ducks. Like, what? How often are they there? What's you know what goes on? Well, we don't them? know all the questions that you had for Judy. All you said is that you and Judy struck up a kinship. You both like throwing rocks at meth heads. We both we do both. I think we both would really enjoy throwing and rocks that at meth she heads. threatens the children with profanity who are trying to mess with the she ducks. She does threaten the kids, yeah, with profanity. This is true. But I want to know more about Judy's backstory. I want to know. More I about don't know. Well, I didn't want to get Judy into it. Judy has lived there. See, and that's Judy's what... lived there for a very long time. Her sister lives nearby, and her she's got another neighbor named Greg. You know, because I introduced myself too, and she's like, "Oh, well, I've got a neighbor just down the street named Greg." And then she was talking about him. He's and then probably she, one of the meth heads, right? No, he sounded like okay, because I, I, I'm pretty sure she was all right with him. And then she also brought up the fact that there was uh, that her brother comes over, but he knows about the ducks, so he slows down so he doesn't hit the ducks. And then the police officers come by sometimes, and they park there, and then they take pictures of the ducks. And, and so I heard all about that, too. She, these are like celebrity ducks. Yeah, oh yeah, how these are celebrity ducks. I'm sorry, how long were you standing there and talking with Judy? I don't know. I don't know. Probably 10, 10 minutes. I was probably there. I mean, really, I'll, I'll be honest. That seems like really out of, um, that doesn't seem like something that you'd usually do. It's out it's of character not. for you. Well, it was also, part of it was at first, like she wouldn't stop talking. Then I felt bad. I didn't want to just run away from an old lady talking about her ducks. Like clearly, you know, not many people stop and talk to her because she's either throwing rocks at them or yelling at them. So I was like, okay, well, I'm clearly in the safe zone. You know, I'm, I'm one of the all right ones. So um, maybe I should, I should talk to Judy for a minute. You know, she needed somebody to talk to. That's kind of what went on. But yeah, wow. if I did these segments, I could probably find Judy's like this all over the city and do a little little expose, a little slice of life. So you want to just go around and find old ladies that will secretly love you and interview them about their their uh, kooky habits. Right, yeah, about like the weird the wild animals that they feed. Mm-hmm. Mm. I bet there's a raccoon lady around there somewhere. There has to be a coyote lady probably somewhere Probab- out in Felony Flats. Probably a coyote lady. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably somebody like that out there. So I, I want to find them old ladies and their weird animals. Maybe that would be a whole yeah, thing. That's being asked. Uh, you were saying that you were claiming to have been jogging. Mm-hmm. So that was that's a pretty big break during your jog to stop and. Oh yeah, talk to no, Judy. it was terrible. I completely ruined what I, what I was doing. Mm. Completely ruined everything. But I mean, I stopped because there was ducks in a mud puddle and a lady was feeding them. That's worth breaking up your your run. That's worth breaking it up. Wow. That's worth stopping. I well, mean, how often you. do you see that? You're showing a little bit of human instinct now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you make fun of me because I'm like always like the squishy soft one who's just like, I'm always like, oh, I feel so bad for everything and everyone and want to find like the backstory. Mm-hmm. But then you're posting the sentimental things on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, for as sentimental as I can get. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's what was on there. Well, I kind of want to meet Judy. Well, I'd, I think Maybe. Maybe. But you already have the good backstory. I don't know. I don't know if Judy I don't know if Judy'll trust you. Why would she not trust me? Well, I'm so I'm just much not more sure. compassionate than you are. I don't know. No, I don't know. You just pretend. Well, I'll see, but I pretend really good. You've learned how to like mimic human emotion. Mm-hmm. You aren't really one. Well, no, I think it kind of works. Well, that does bring it to the point though of what we were talking about earlier. Because that's one thing. Like I have compassion for her and I have compassion for these ducks, but I do not have compassion for what you seem to have. And that's why I think you're misguided. I'm not misguided. misguided. So, I have enough I have enough compassion for everybody. Okay, we should talk about 
talk about this. So Sarah just watched, and I guess I'll explain what it is in case people haven't seen it. There's a company called Boston Dynamics, and Boston Dynamics makes robots, like actual robots. What's the name of the Dynamics in um, Fringe? Oh, um... Shoot, I can't yeah, remember. I know you were so obsessed you, with it too. I'm I was, to but that was like two months ago. Now I don't remember. No, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Massive Dynamics. Massive Dynamics. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. Is it like Massive Eddie Dynamics? In the live chat. Uh, massive Dynamics. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, maybe maybe they are. So they make actual like working robots. They're the ones you may have seen the videos where they make, they have some of them where it's like an actual, it looks like a dog running. These robots are shaped like animals and they run and they, they're, so... they're able to do things and obey commands. And they have ones that are, that are in the form of people now, you know, or look like a, a, the shape of a person. And they've got this video where they're showing this robot like stacking boxes and doing all these things. And then part of the video is this guy who works for the company and he's just messing with the robot. I don't. So one of them is this robot's picking up a box to like carry it somewhere and walk off with it. And this guy walks up with a hockey stick and just like knocks it out of the robot's hands. And then, and then the robot tries to pick it up again and he smacks the box out of the way. And then, uh, he starts poking him with a hockey stick. And the robot, robot tries to walk over and pick it up. And then this guy just slams the robot in the, in the chest with a hockey stick. And it's, I, I think it's pretty funny. Sarah though, got all worked up about it when I was showing this video. I was like, ah, look at this robot. This guy's picking on a robot. And Sarah got all upset. Um, it makes very me upset. feel so You had compassion for the robot. Uncomfortable. I don't know why, but Greg is showing me... I, I know it's wrong, and I'm so confused, and it's really bothering me because I really don't understand my own emotions, but Greg is showing me these videos of this robot who's being tortured by a human. <laughs> the guy hits it in the, hits He's in the back and He's just hitting him, and then like every time over. the robot like looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Then he'll go down, <laughs> pick up the box again, and then the guy will just smack it out of his hand again, laughing all the way. Then the robot <laughs> leans back down, picks up the box. Then the guy knocks it out of his hand, like shoves him over with a uh-huh. hockey stick, uh-huh. like pushes him over. Yeah, pushes the robot over. See, but you already you already messed up there because you're calling it a him. No, like it's not. A, it's just a. It's a microwave that can move around. I, I know. It's a toaster. I know, but it is like it. It bothers me. It like makes me physically uncomfortable to like to actually talk about this oh, because I, see, I, I don't, don't like why. the way I don't because it walks like just a because person, it's shaped it's like, like a person. mimicking like because I'm looking at it and I can compare it to what it's you know modeled after, which is a person who's being picked on, who's like having a box thrown at it. I don't know. There's just something that feels so wrong about it. <laughs> like it really bothers me. See, I I think it's awesome. I want to uh, smack a robot with a hockey stick. Like I don't, I don't. I have sympathy for a robot, and I know it's not a real thing. But like, I I don't even know how to explain it. Like it just makes me feel so bad for the robot when you know. And Greg's over there mm-hmm. laughing, and he and he's like, "It's just a machine. It doesn't matter." Yeah. But then I'm like, "Oh my god, am I going to be like a robot empathizer? Like when they." You know, rise right. up and take over everything. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna they be more empathetic. About us. You're gonna be we're m- just like insects. You're to more them. empathetic to the robots than you are to people. See, this is where this is where the issue is gonna be. When the robots do rise up, because this is part of what's going going to happen. Like this is just the beginning. It, it really is. But I talk I about am- this stuff at Digital Trends all the time. But with AI and the way they're going with the mechanics for the robots, it is going to happen. I am just getting confused because if the robots are able to mic- mimic human emotion. Then aren't they convinced that the emotions that they're feeling are human? I don't know. Well, I the robots know. aren't. I know they're not. Don't human. have emotion. I know they don't have right now. I mean, but how right do now. we know? How do we know? We can't quite pinpoint exactly 
I don't know. Oh don't boy, know. this is a real conundrum for you. It's hurting my head. This like like that movie AI, you know, with uh, <gasps> the little oh, kid. Oh, I could not mommy, handle that mommy. movie. I Mommy. can't see. That's one of those movies I can't see again. Yeah, because it made me really sad. Yeah. Because the other kid's like, you're not real. Yeah, she and the other kid's like you. bullying him. They're trying to him. throw him away. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're the bully kid. I'm not the bully and kid. And he doesn't care because he doesn't understand that what he's What kind a of ro- tricks do you do? That's kind of the sad thing. It was like if a robot didn't understand what it's supposed to, you know, that it's not real, that it's not something of substance. Uh-huh. That makes me sad. Uh-huh. So this ups- I don't know. I just, I don't think you can develop an attachment to a robot. It's going to just- People attach robot like people attach. We we are okay. We are designed to form attachments from the second we're born. That's why like little kids carry around their blankies or right. You know like things that are objects. That's why we have you know we collect objects. We have all these things that we own. We are we are uh-huh. you know people who own things. Like why would uh, I don't know? Huh. I don't know. I see. I just don't. I don't see any issue. I mean, it's just another machine until they do rise up and then we're all. See, Tuggy even says Tuggy. Tuggy, our friend in the in chat the, says in the live chat. He saw it yesterday. It's pretty depressing. <laughs> it is depressing. Well, yeah, that movie's depressing because you know it's actually what just because the robot's wearing human boy skin. Well, like, is yeah. that what makes it sadder? All I see is you're the kid from Sixth Sense. Like that's that's all I see when I see that. Haley Joel Osment. That's that's who I see. I'm like, no, I don't want to shove around Haley Joel Osment. But you know, if it was some, if have you seen robot, those new robots that are being made? That uh, there's this guy. I had this story actually that I had pulled like a couple. Weeks uh, ago. I think I know what you're talking about. The Scarlett the, Johansson one. Yeah, that's one guy in particular. Yeah, that's a guy. It's a guy. I believe. I believe it was in Japan um, who designed a robot uh, uh, to look exactly like Scarlett Johansson. Even though he said he won't disclose who the robot is supposed no, to. No, it's like. Scar. It's clearly. Clearly, it Scarlett looks Johansson. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Like, if something has human skin, should it be like ta- like treated more like a human? No, I think that guy's just creepy. Yeah, that guy. That guy creepy. wants to bone Scarlett Johansson, so he made a robot that kind of looks like her, so he can do whatever a he 50, does. A fifty thousand dollar robot. Yeah, that's that's where it is. Yeah, it says that, yeah, this- that guy's just a, a very smart, very intelligent, uh, creative creep. So his that's name is Ricky is. Ma. Ricky Ma uh, had dreamed of designing a humanoid mm-hmm. since after he was little and, it, and has become obsessed with robots and animation. So he decided to build a Scarlett Johansson robot from scratch to fulfill his childhood dream. Yep. That's, I, okay, you might have studied this before, but I don't Sorry. know anything about yeah. this. That's all right. Yeah, well, that's, I'm just saying that guy's, that guy's kind, of a, kind of a creep. So, so it isn't the human skin that makes it creepier to you. It's just the fact that it's actually a robot. Ooh, her smiling is so creepy. That's what I mean. That that case in particular is really unnerving. But yeah, that's that's where it's coming to though. Robots are going to look like people. I mean that is that is true. But this one in this case, it's just a it's a machine. You get to hit it with a hockey stick. That's that's hilarious. Mm, I don't I don't that's agree awesome. with that. I want to know if other people. Okay, what about that. when the robots uprise? Are you going to join them? Is that what you're saying? You're going to empathize with them because they they care more than humans? Whose side are you going to be on? Gonna, I won't you empathize. need to establish. This is an important thing for all of us right now in this this age because it's going to be within, you know, who knows? They speculate, but you know, within 20, 20 years at least uh, within that time, AI is going to start approaching human intelligence. So, whose side are you on, Sarah? I mean, I don't think you I need have to pick your side. Oh, I think you have to pick a side. I think you have to. I mean, we've all seen Terminator. We all I know, know and there's no there. way that we're going to defeat the robots because we're going to create something that's smarter than ourselves. Well, unless and, we crush them, 
crush them now. You got to program them. It's, there's no stopping them. It's already started. Okay, so you're going to join them? I won't join them, but I will try and stay under the robot radar and not oh. piss them off like you when they, you know, because they're probably all being programmed to listen to everything that's being recorded at every moment of every mm. second, which means that they've all heard you talk about how you don't respect the great uh, robot uprising. So that, uh, yeah, I'm already screwed then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to hit you with a hockey stick, robots. That's what I want to do. I want to hit you with hockey sticks. I think that's that sounds fun. So you're going to hide from the robots. Oh, wow. Our friend David in the chat. See, the robot uprising has already begun. Uh, uh-huh. Our friend David at funemploymentradio.com slash live in our chat says, uh, his friend's robot already started its uprising. Their Roomba ran over dog poop and spread it all over their house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See, this is going to be, be a big divider. It's going to be a big divider of what, what happens. Like, I, I, why would you not? Like, maybe I am betraying uh, mankind. Because all right. You're a robot sympathizer. I am I a see. robot sympathizer. It's true. Wow. Plus, they're more resilient than we are. Like, we can get- You hang like, out with we your get, toasters. We can get stabbed and we're the dead. Like, robots, you can cut off all of them for the most part, and they could still, like, keep on trucking and just put another part on them. Wow. You're really a pro-robot person. Mm. You are on their side. Huh. Well, now I know who not to trust when the time comes. I'll be there leading, you know, I'll be like like uh, Keanu Reeves, you know, Matrix style, like fighting back. No, I will throw you to the robot, our robot overlords. You'll, you'll turn me over. Mm-hmm. You will turn me in. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I guess we know where we stand on this issue. We sure do. Okay. It's a very dividing issue. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, should we should we do some World of Crazy or? I suppose we can. Wasn't this kind of already though? Yes, it, it certainly <laughs> was. All right, give me a second. Ray Summers and Sarah went down to visit her favorite robot. Like his... Uh, oh, my old-timey music is still playing, and of course my computer's freezing. Oh, Mrs. So just... Withersby made her pecan pie. Talk more about Miss Withersby's um, pecan pie. Maybe I'll talk pie. about you. Today we went to a southeast apartment complex in Portland, Oregon. There lived a girl named Sarah. Sarah lives in a studio by herself, by design. She stays there day and night, closing the doors and the blinds, peeking out the <laughs> the people occasionally to see what the neighbors. I only are up have to. two. I just noticed, I only have two Her doors kitchen in my is, apartment. <laughs> how many doors do you have? What do you mean? Like in your house? How how many <laughs> how many? I don't know. I've never, never counted, counted my doors. doors. No, I've never thought. You mean how many doors in the house total? Yeah. I've not thought about that. I mean, I could. I suppose I could go through and count them in my head. It might take a little bit here. I've got quite a few doors. I mm-hmm. guess I'm I'm rich in doors. You're rich in doors. I wonder yeah. if that's how you can like measure uh, status. I've, I've never really thought about it. Let's you see, only well, have, I have two my doors. doors. Well, if we, in cl- if we closet my... doors don't really count. Is it a real door? Is it a sliding door? Like a normal closet? Like. Uh, yeah, I mean, my closet's open up. Is it like a regular door? I have one. Uh, oh, that's not a. I don't think that counts. Right, I, but then I have one regular closet door, or a regular door. Like, next door, to the is there a doorknob door. on yes. it? You've got one with a doorknob. Yes. So you've got three doors. I have three doors. Wow, that's not very many doors. I don't have very many doors. She only has three doors, but she has no need for. I more. only have yes. I have my front door, my bathroom door, and a closet door. Uh, I do, I'm I three know. door rich, Greg. I've got quite a few doors. I, I really don't think it'd be too entertaining if I counted them all right now. Uh, but uh, I kind of so want to hear you count your doors. I want to hear how many. I want you to like compare your doors to mine. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 
nine doors? I think I've got nine doors. Got a lot of doors. I'm pretty sure you have more than nine doors. No. No, I think I've got nine I doors. Don't know. So you have three times as many doors. Three as times I do. as many doors. Yep. No. Yeah. Hey everybody, let's uh let's count let's count doors. Oh, let's see. Oh, I'm looking uh Eddie has nine doors too. People are all counting their doors now, Greg. It's the adequate number of doors. Oh, hello, my friends. Oh, boy. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, you got a story about a hot dog fight. Hot dog fight. Mm, yesterday it was sausages all over the roadway today. Yes, the great sausage spill. Yes, the great sausage spill of 2016. Well, now this happened in New Zealand, and a man has been sentenced to five and a half years in jail for pouring a bucket of hot water over the head of one of his colleagues after he stole one of his hot dogs. Well, how many hot dogs did he have left? He did. That's there a key. were no hot dogs left. Okay, so he stole like his last hot dog? All right, let me let, let me just get into this and okay. I'll tell you. The, well, let me give you the details. All right, so this guy's name is uh, Keon Wee Show. We'll just call him Mr. Show from now on. Uh, Mr. Show, 28 Mr. years Show. young, who works at Fresh Produce Company, Turners and Growers, uh, in New Zealand was reportedly upset that his colleague, Bin Wu, had taken the last hot dog from his girlfriend's plate at lunch the previous day. Okay, that's pretty fucked that up. That was plate thievery. Now, how many hot dogs was his girlfriend eating? Though? Uh, I, don't, I think she's probably had the one. I'm just going to go with the one. But said the last hot dog. What okay. if she's like you? What do you mean like me? Where where did this story take place? In New Zealand. Okay, she she's the New Zealand version of you where she eats hot dogs just plain, like like three or four of them so at a time. So that gives nobody the right to take a hot dog off of Well, no, I'm not saying that. This is exactly, this is exactly what I'm getting at. Like, imagine if somebody tried to take one of your hot dogs off your plate. <laughs> yeah, God forbid. They wouldn't. <laughs> that would be the last thing they ever did if they tried to take a hot dog off of your plate. So this lady's sitting there eating her hot dogs and somebody came and took that one. would not end well for them well man, that's apparently what's going on here no that's like one of my that would be one of my like knee jerk reactions where I don't think about it like if somebody tries to like grope me like I have that same thing where I punch where somebody if they try to grab my butt like I, have, I had somebody grab my butt before I just turn around and I punch mm, I yeah. just I can't stop myself from it yeah like, it's be, just be a, that a word of warning to yeah. everyone it is my first reaction like it's not a like I don't like being I don't like being touched without being warned <laughs> that's and and that's like fair. Touched. Yeah. Mostly being touched at all. It's like I hit when I'm touched. So maybe this is uh, what this person did, except for his hitting is with the uh, hot water. So what happens is in the footage, um, the video footage shows Mr. Show standing next to a table of seated colleagues. Now he's standing there calmly blowing the steam off of a cup of coffee that he's holding on to. He is then seen gently setting down the coffee, walking over to the sink where he picks up a bucket and takes it to a hot water dispenser to fill it up. Mr. Show then walks across the cafeteria, stands behind Mr. Wu, who had stolen his girlfriend's hot dog, and dumps the bucket of water all over his head as he's sitting there eating his lunch. Mr. Wu jumps up from the table with steam rising off of his neck and back. Mr. Show is seen shouting at him. Another worker then grabs the bucket from Mr. Show and hits him over the head with it. Uh, Over the head with it before Mr. Show calmly returns to his table, sits down, picks up his coffee, 
and continues to eat his lunch. That's not creepy at all. Oh, yeah, that's unnerving. Mr. Wu, his head burning hot, runs from Mr. the Mr. Show just sat back down like a boss. Like, wow. Mr. Show did his shit, sat back down, and resumed eating his lunch and drinking his coffee. Damn. While Mr. Wu ran from the cafeteria to the first aid room, now he suffered third-degree burns to his back, neck, and head. Uh, on Tuesday, Mr. Show did plead guilty to a charge of wounding with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. He was sentenced uh, by a judge there in New Zealand. Uh, Mr. Wu, who said he barely knew Mr. Show, said he was pleased with the sentence. Uh, Mr. Wu said he wasn't quite sure why Mr. Show was so mad at him. He knew that perhaps he might have aggravated him over taking a hot dog, but didn't quite I mean, know. you take a hot dog off of somebody's plate. I'll tell you right now, I do not like it when people take food off of my plate. It, I have that instant reaction where it really, really bothers me. Everything bothers you. No, but not everything bothers me. Greg's. If you take food Greg's off food. of my plate without asking, I'm going to be... I'll get a little uh, grumpy. And by grumpy, he means stabby. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Well, Mr. Show's lawyer said that Mr. Show had believed, uh, behaved bizarrely and violently, but had no previous convictions and was a law-abiding citizen... Um, now, Mr. Show uh, claims that he did not intend to cause harm. However, he did. Just sat back down, coldly like, drinking his coffee and eating. While so, how bad were the that's burns? That's some like psychopath shit. Oh yeah, uh, third degree. Yeah, but that's pr- that's the bad one, right? <sighs> I think first degree is worse. I always get confused. I thought it was reversed. <sighs> I'm not sure. No, I think third degree is worse. Isn't it degrees of skin? I, I'm totally talking out of my ass here, but... I think it might be. Let's just pretend like that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, third degree is pretty bad. So anyway, Mr. Show is in big trouble, and don't How many dump layers it hot goes water in. on somebody's head over a hot dog. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Unless it's a Hebrew national. That shit's real good. Next up. Mm, and calmly this? sat back down. And calmly and sat back down. Wow, that is, you are right. That is the creepiest part. I think of that. that's the creepiest part. He just burned that guy's head and neck. Right. I mean, granted, he shouldn't have taken the hot dog. We can all, all agree I with mean, that. We can all agree on that. He should not have taken the hot dog. I mean, kind of started it with the hot dog stealing. But he does not deserve to have his head and neck and everything burned. No. All right, well, here's a person that deserved to be arrested. A thief has was caught on video. She was caught. But I mean, I can't believe the audacity of someone like this. Caught on video, stealing the ring off of a finger of a corpse lying in an open casket inside of a funeral home. <laughs> How tacky can oh. you be? This woman was caught. She's arrested. She's in trouble. Her name is Kaylin Homfeld. She's 41 years young, is arrested and facing two years or more in prison. So this is out of Texas. Texas police have arrested a shameless woman who walked into a funeral home and <laughs> stole a ring from the finger of an 88-year-old deceased woman. So Kaylin Hornfeld, uh, 41, was taken into custody. Uh, so the incident occurred last Friday at a place called Sunset Memorial Gardens and Funeral Home. Police say that, that a woman walked in asking to use the bathroom. However, instead of taking a right to go to the bathroom, she took a left and went into the viewing room and went in to see the woman and took the ring off of her finger. So she didn't know the woman? No. Wow. The thief then left driving off in a maroon four-door Saturn. Uh, so they were able to, since they do have uh, video in memorial homes and Good. funeral homes, thank God, they were able to identify the woman who had done this. So let's see. So, yeah, her, hum- her funeral was held. They were able to capture the woman after she was seen on video walking straight over to the casket and leaning in on the body. She also appeared to be talking to the corpse. 
Oh, how are you doing right there? You're going to yeah. wake up and hang out and go like and take this. this anymore. Plus, I mean, I don't know if it's like my superstition thing. Well, I mean, first of all, don't ever take anything that's not yours. Second of all, don't take anything from the dead. Yeesh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's like people who deface like gravestones or anything along those lines. They're like, don't uh, mess with bad. that stuff. That's, yeah, it's just, A, it's stealing. That should be bad enough. But yeah, you're right. It No. That's like a different level. No. You just leave Because plus, alone. they probably weren't going to bury her with that ring, to be honest. It was probably going to the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I do have a couple stories, Dan. Let's, uh, so we're going to switch notes. Have a couple of stories. What was that? What was your clapping thing you just I'm switching, did? I'm switching, switching the shifting gears? gears. That's our new shifting gears noise. Okay, well, let's move on to a, another topic. Okay. And now I we're just wanted going to know that's what we were doing. To the conspiracy theory portion of World of Crazy. Out of Winnipeg, a Canadian survey is now reporting that this year so far has seen increased UFO sightings. Ooh. Well, this year and last year in 2015. What and did I say? What did I say this year was? The year of the Sasquatch? Year of the alien. I did. Uh, no, I proclaimed that last year was the year of the Squatch. This is year of the alien. I said that in January. I really don't I'll find the evidence. I'll find the evidence. Okay. Well, a survey of UFO sightings in Canada has found that the country has seen a general increase in reported sightings in the past year and the second highest total in over 30 years. Yes, Canada is spending money on such things. The Canadian UFO survey was released this past Monday, oh. revealing statistics of various sightings that took place throughout the country. Now, according to the survey, three or four UFO sightings were seen a day, adding up to a total of 1,267 UFO sightings in the past year. Those crazy Canadians. Well, the total ranked only second to 2012 when 1,981 reports were made in the midst of the end of the world predictions based on the Mayan calendar, which did not happen. So uh, the ranges of reports uh, go from B.C. right across to Newfoundland. We're very puzzled because we don't hear a lot about UFOs anymore, although UFO sightings continue to come in. In 2015, there were an unusual number of cases from Quebec. In fact, three or four more times more than per usual. Now, several theories for the increase in UFO sightings included possible increases in military testing and other objects in the sky, uh, increased ability to share and report sightings due to the internets, and an, e- an increased desire... Does the desire internet just come to Canada? Is that what's going on there? Yeah, they, <laughs> they just got the series of tubes. <laughs> and an increased desire by some to look skyward for assistance so, so due to an economic downturn. That's the does, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Does everybody in Canada have like an AOL address or something? Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Canada. Well, uh, yeah, the study accounts for explainable phenomena, such as lights in the sky, and reported that uh, in 2015, just less than 12% of UFO sightings were classified as unexplained, which 12% of, you know, almost 1,600, that's a big chunk of lights not being able to be explained. It really is. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of UFOs, now, what is one of the most famous places that when people think of UFOs, where do they think? Well, uh, for someone like me, you think of several different places and several different issues, mm. but I'm going to guess the one you are most referring to would be Roswell, New Mexico. Well, now conspiracy theorists are claiming that they have discovered a Roswell breakthrough what? about UFOs. How? Investigators are claiming a UFO development after they discover something bizarre in the desert. Now, conspiracy theorists claim that cryptic rune-like symbols and an, and an inverted Nazi swastika are indeed 
the markings of a mysterious alien landing site. Wait, how? In okay. the Roswell Desert. All right. Alien Hunter websites has been sent into overdrive after the mysterious discovery was made on Google Maps. Now, of course, the claimed crash site is about 70 miles from Roswell, New Mexico, where UFO legend has said that flying saucers crashed in July 1947, and the U.S. military covered it up. The marking was on the ground, however, as seen in Google Images, also include some that have been described by conspiracy theorists as Nazi occult symbols. Now, there are several long-standing conspiracy theories about Hitler and the Nazis experimenting with the occult and making contact with aliens on secret bases, including in the Antarctica, which has fueled speculation about the new discovery. Now, Greg, it is being fueled. So, wait, what, what are they saying they actually They're found? They're saying that there are new symbols around Roswell that have not been discovered. I have the biggest one. The biggest discovery is yet to come. It's coming toward the end of the of the story, okay? So I, okay. I'm just needing your patience. They're discovering <clears throat> backwards Nazi swastikas and different <laughs> symbols. This is on Google Maps they saw this? like symbols that they've seen etched into the desert that have never been seen before that they believe are some sort of... UFO, um, like UFOs are using them. Okay. Do they have proof of these? Do they have pictures of these? Well, an archaeology website named Ancient Origins picked up the images, and the website says, I know you probably have. People have claimed that the enigmatic symbol found near Roswell is the result of Nazi occultism and even alien worship due to its proximity to Roswell, where one of the most famous UFO sightings in history occurred. But Ancient Origins did somewhat conclude that the patterns might have been made by the U.S. Air Force's target practice for bombers. Uh, however, others believe, though, the bigger majority, that the Roswell symbols have been there for much longer. Uh, and they believe that the people believe that the symbols are spread across the land of New Mexico, dating back hundreds of years, to show where the hidden underground alien bases are. Whoa. That's what the symbols really are. They were thinking that they were a landing pad, but really they're markers for underground UFO bunkers. Greg's trying to do the knobs. I was trying to do the knobs. It wasn't happening. At all. You just need to just quit now. Use the sound effects there. Yeah. Adding to the mystery is the fact that the patterns are also close to the top secret Area 51 U.S. military base (laughs) in the Nevada desert. Well, where, of course, alien conspiracy theorists uh, speculate that Roswell was hidden away in 1947. Now, the editor of UFOSightingsDaily.com, Scott C. Waring, is not one to sit on the fence when it comes to proof of aliens. In a blog posting, he took the leap from speculation to fact, saying that it was a sign... Fact. went straight to fact. ...pointing out hidden underground alien bases. (laughs) While others wondered why hidden bases would have such an unusual X marks the spot highlighting... He said it was to warn yeah. oil drillers to steer clear and avoid the cavernous alien underground dwelling. Why would... Uh, Scott C. Waring, editor of UFOSightingsDaily.com, knows his shit, Greg. Right. So why don't you just shut your mouth? Uh, he goes they on to say... came from another world, but yet they need to mark the, <laughs> mark the ground to know where their base is. So right. they need to know where their underground bases are. He Whoa. blogged. He continued to blog. This is not a sip symbol of Hitler's Nazis, but the ancient Buddha symbol that means pure goodness in alien form. Also in the writing in the rectangle above is alien symbols very similar to those found at the Roswell UFO crash on small metal beams and parts. He in no way, Whoa. shape, or form thinks that you should believe in anything other than those are... Underground alien bases clearly marked. Well, I mean, it does make sense. It uh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it checks out. It, Year of the alien, like I declared. I did out. declare. 
2016. You know what? I can't year believe any of the alien. Yeah, I can't believe any of my news unless it comes from ufosightingsdaily.com. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's where I get all one. my best stories. Yep. Coast to coast AM slash in the news also a really good uh, yeah. okay. site there. And you cryptozoology website. Cryptozoology that's a whole different thing. Okay. So that's nothing to do with aliens. Sometimes there's speculation they crash over, but that is a completely it. different my world phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Completely different phenomenon. Is it? Is it really? Aliens. Aren't, oh aren't Sasquatches just aliens of the forest? That's, you know what, that's a ridiculous, ridiculous theory. Ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous theory. I was that trying to go back into the voice. Theory. That's a ridiculous theory perpetuated by people who are trying to discredit the actual scientific investigations of legitimate squash hunters. Oh, my God. Let's do some ball talk. Oh, should we? Okay, let's shift gears. No, it's being noted. We can't do the clapping noise because that sounds too much. That's going to look too much like my snapping noise when I want to make edits. Oh. It's going to throw me off. So you got to think of something else for your cross segment. All right, I'll think about it. Okay. Do a whistle, a secret whistle. Anyway, let's go to ball talk. Back to squatches. Aliens? All right, ball talk. I'm I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. First up in ball talk, I'm going to warn everybody now, especially people who are baseball fans, you're about ready to see a lot of advertisements that you don't normally expect to see during a baseball game, and that is political advertisements. Because... Politicians running for president have realized, especially president, some of the smaller ones will be too, have realized that um, more people, a broader spectrum of people watch baseball games in particular or sports, you know, any kind of a sport, sporting game, um, than watch regular television. So when they're trying to target their ads, Mm -hmm. they can reach a bigger spectrum by going to an actual sporting event. Okay. Because there's such a broad range of people that watch it, you know, depending on all across the political spectrum. So baseball in particular, they're going to be hitting it up hard. So if you watch baseball, expect to see a lot of political ads popping up. Oh, I'm sure everyone's going to be really excited about that. That is what's going on (laughs) there. Uh, Moving on to ball talk. It's a, well, we do have a very big prediction that's going to happen at the end of this. I'm just going to warn everybody right now. I will be telling you. I will be telling you who is going to win the National Hockey League Championship, the Stanley Cup. I will let you know who is going to win it at the end of this segment. Before I do that, today is a very big, big day in the NBA. And it is this. There's there's a couple of huge things going on. Uh, For the Portland Trailblazers, for the local team, if they beat the uh, Denver Nuggets, who they're playing tonight, they will lock in the fifth seed in the playoffs, which puts them one seed above last year. When they had LaMarcus Aldridge on the team, they have actually, they will have done better, at least seating wise, in the playoffs huh. than they did with LaMarcus Aldridge. But can I say, is it because the teams are worse this year? Um, the Western Conference isn't as good as it yeah, was so the last Western, year. The Western Conference is weaker than it was last year, correct? Minus at the very top, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, and that is true. That is oh, true. Oh, look, Keelan wrote the same thing. I swear I didn't even read him say that. Yeah, the conference okay. is weaker. I mean, and, and that's a fact. But it's still pretty impressive for a team that wasn't supposed to even make the playoffs is now in the fifth seed. So mm-hmm. that's still good. And they will 
if they win tonight, you know, there's a, there's a couple of ways they could fall down, um, but most likely they will be at this spot, and then they'll be playing the L.A. Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, which should be, a good, should be a good matchup, actually. Well, it should tonight? be pretty entertaining. Tonight they're playing the Denver Nuggets. Okay. So that's the last game of the regular season. Playoffs will start, I believe, this weekend, actually. So they'll know everything will shake out after tonight. Uh, a couple other big things happening tonight. There is the Golden State Warriors, who are sitting at 72 and 69, or no, it's not 72, it's 72 and 9 okay. with their record right now. 72 wins, 9 losses. The They have tied. Oh, this is the one that I was thinking about for tonight. They have tied the Chicago Bulls for the most wins in an NBA season. Which was the Chicago Bulls finished 72 and 10 in 96, I believe it was. Now the Warriors have one last game tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. If they win that game, <clears throat> they will have broken the all-time win record in a season for an oh, NBA oh, team. Oh. They will finish 73-9. and nine. No team has ever done that, and who knows? Nobody thought anybody could ever come close to the Bulls, and it's taken 20 years before it happens, so expect at least another 20 years, in all honesty, mm. before somebody can come this close again. So... Yeah, they win tonight. So we could be watching history. Yeah, they will go into the history books as the winningest winning the winningest season of all time, regular season. Wow. And then they'll go into the playoffs. Um obviously heavily favorited to win the NBA championship again. So that game's happening tonight. And the other game that's happening tonight that is a pretty big deal, it's also is, has 20 years attached to it. And that is it is the last game of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant has played for the Lakers. This was his 20th season, 20 seasons in the NBA that Kobe Bryant has been playing. Wow. Um, he is definitely probably one of the most hated, probably the most hated player during that time. Um, I got to say this about him, you know, because against the Blaze, against every team in the NBA, they all have, we all have memories of Kobe Bryant coming in and just fucking up your team and hitting a three at the buzzer and ruining your night. Mm. Kobe Bryant has ruined a lot of nights for NBA fans. <laughs> but I, I mean, I will say he's one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Um, you could speculate where he falls in that. He's probably not top five, but he's definitely top, I would say top ten. You know, you, you could easily put him up there that, that high. Kobe Bryant, so his last game is tonight. And what makes that game pretty interesting, so they're, they're obviously going to give him the ball a lot. He's old. He's not going to be he can't play a full 48 minutes. He'll, mm. he'll break in half. But he's probably going to play out of his mind tonight since this is his last game. And usually that would just be a showcase, last game of the season. Doesn't matter much. The Lakers suck. You know, you just showcase Kobe Bryant and that's it. Except the team they're playing is the Utah Jazz. Utah, if they win tonight, they're in the playoffs. If they lose, they're probably out. So Utah is playing for it. What? Utah is going to want to win tonight because they want to get into the playoffs. So it's actually going to be a pretty good matchup. Oh, see, this is when I enjoy sports is when it's, like, super dramatic. When There's, there's like, stuff on the line. Like, everything's on the line tonight. I like it. With the with the Golden State and Memphis game, back to that one, Memphis wants to win because then they still have a shot at getting the number five seed in the playoffs and taking that away from the Blazers. There's, there's chances if the Blazers lost and Memphis won, they've got that. Also, they could be the team that stopped Golden State from getting the record. With the Lakers and Utah, Utah can not only mess up Kobe's last game, and they would also get into – most likely get into the playoffs if they win. Oh. So there's lots of drama. Lots of drama in the NBA right now. A lot of drama happening. But all that's going on. Um, Nike did release a commercial in honor of Kobe Bryant's last game. 
They're calling, they're, they're using hashtag Mamba Day, which is so annoying. But the commercial is really pretty good. It's called The Conductor, and I suggest you, you'll watch it. Whether you like basketball or not, it does. It's a great commercial because it honors the fact that everybody hates Kobe, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you know, and it's uh, that's what the whole song's about. And of course, it starts off with him hitting a shot over the Blazers. And then but, uh, there's special guest stars in it, and they sing a song about, I've been hating you for so long. It's it's pretty good. Mm. It's a good commercial. All right, I'll watch I'll that. So that. you were saying that earlier, too. Yeah, too. yeah they, they, they did a good job with it. So anyway, that's it. Kobe Bryant, his last game in the NBA is tonight. See ya. All right. Last thing here is this. The National Hockey League playoffs are beginning today. I myself have joined a bracket competition with two of our Canadian friends and uh, listeners of Fun Employment Radio, Sebastian and Dwayne. I've joined their, their hockey league to school the Canadians with my bracket. And I'll just say this right now. So I have picked every round of the playoffs. I've picked who's going to win. I've picked the championship. By the way, there's no Canadian teams in the playoffs, by the way. Just doesn't let that know. Stanley Cup hasn't been up there for a long time. The winning team of this year's National Hockey League playoffs, the one that's going to take home the Stanley Cup, will be the Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. That is it. It is final. It's written in stone. Place your bets now. Washington Capitals, your NHL champions for 2016. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Okay. I don't know who you just pissed off, but I'm sure it was a lot of people. Washington. Their name is the Washington Capitals? Yep, that's their name. They've got uh, the, the Russian guy. I know that much. What's his name? The Russian guy, what's his name? Wow, yeah. you guys, you should be really scared of Greg's big, <laughs> my well-researched hockey, NHL hockey, My amazing prediction. hockey skills? Yeah, the, the, what's what's his name? You know, uh, Sergei Bubka or whatever. No, it's not that Sergei Bubka. Alexander Ovechkin, that's it. Ovechkin. There you go. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget to save the date of July 22nd. July 22nd. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. That is going to be the Fun Employment Radio I'm a lot of other things happening before then, but I mean, just put that date in your locket and load it because that's the big one. Yep. Put it in a... Uh, in a box and you lock that and you hold on to it just stop. for safekeeping and you put it in all your calendars and there are going to be some other um, some other events that are going to be coming up before then too yeah mm. Sarah's correct but this is the big we got a lot of really cool things that's yeah. the big one so save that date especially if you're coming in from out of town and then we're going to announce some other stuff I believe next week actually mm. we're announcing it cool. so we got something else really cool that's going to be happening and we're excited for it and thank you everybody don't forget to tune in to Geek in the City tonight at 6.30ish p.m. right yes. here on Fun Employment Radio we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio also everybody remember oh. tomorrow it's Thursday so we'll be here at 11 a.m. yes live we'll listeners live at 11 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.